welcome once again to Fleet Die Hard, the Fleet Die Hard podcast from an independent view, from the independent supporter of all things on and off the pitch at my favourite club, Ebbs Fleet United. And of course, this is Series 4, Episode 17, for those of you that have been following. And for those of you that haven't been following and are joining us for the first time, where have you been? Please keep following. <laughs> right, OK, so um, recording this one on um, Monday the 3rd of April 2023, after the game uh, on Saturday away to uh, Taunton, um, which was our... We do we do a once a year, we, it's done via the Fleet Trust, we do a uh, annual sort of long weekend away, an away weekend if you like, um, which is a bit of a jolly up for everybody. And we usually try and find it either somewhere by the coast or somewhere that we've not been before or somewhere that might be a bit lively or or whatever. Um, and, yeah, so we decided this year to, it would be Taunton. So this edition is dedicated to uh, to our away trip to Taunton. And, of course, um, it couldn't have come at a, a, a better time. We went into this game uh, a few days ago with a hope and a very real chance that we might um, secure the the title, the championship, uh, the league title uh, on this on this game. Uh, we needed to literally score a point or a win, and for Dartford to lose. But um, unfortunately, Dartford, as they have been for us already this season, spoilt the party by winning. But uh, we did our bit. And we won 1-0. Now, I've got to say, wasn't the best of games. Um, nothing to write home about. And it was a very late uh, late winner that we got. But, you know, if, if they're all a bit nervous at this point of the season, who can blame them? Um, because it's, it's so close now that we can touch it. Um, I know it's very easy to say that it's 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 almost a foregone conclusion that we are going to win the title and we are going up and of course yep we are we know that but um, dare we say it as of yet because at this moment in time with us only uh, with Dartford winning as well um, it leaves us needing just one point okay um, out of the remaining. Uh, where what games is it? Five games, yeah. I think out of the remaining five games, we need to pick up one point, and we can't be caught. But as it stands, mathematically, at this moment in time, we haven't won the title yet, and it's mathematically possible for Dartford to still win the title. And let me just tell you, just so you know. How that could could go, it's not going to go. It would need Dartford to uh, win all of their remaining, I think they've got seven games to go, without conceding any goals. And for us to lose all five of our remaining games by a, by a single goal to nil, and Dartford would need to score eight goals in total over that period 
to get a better goal difference than us and win the league. Now, you and I both know that, A, I don't think Dartford are going to go to the end of the season without dropping points anyway. And I don't think we're going to go the remaining five games and lose all five games. We're going to pick a point up somewhere. Absolutely. So, you know, we can't start the celebrations yet, but it looks like we could almost, you know, we're almost touching it. We could be starting the celebrations this coming bank holiday Friday, the 7th of April, where we're at home to Oxford. And as Dennis said in his interview afterwards, he would much prefer us to seal the deal, if you like, at a home game. So if we can do it at home on on Friday to Oxford, against Oxford, that'd be brilliant for the fans. It'd be crap for me, personally, because I'm working, I can't be there. But, um, you know, I shall be uh, in contact with uh, my friends that will be there. And if we don't do it then, then we'll do it on Monday the 10th away to Braintree, where I will be going. So either way, you know, we'll we'll have a celebration and then um, we can, you know, play pressure-free games for the remaining games. Now, somebody did actually put on uh, Facebook I saw uh, yesterday, assuming on Friday that we get the draw or the win and get the get the victory for the remaining four games after that this was the question that was asked for the remaining four games after that do you think that dennis would play a a weakened or not let's not call it a weakened team do you think dennis would play players that perhaps haven't had as much game time for the rest of the season and perhaps try some different tactics and, you know, experiment a little bit over those four games? Or do you think he would continue to play his strongest team as if we needed those points? Interesting viewpoint, actually. Um, You know, a lot of people answered that they think that... uh, that Dennis should should and would continue to 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 play the strongest the strongest side out of respect for the opponents, and I sort of go along with that. Definitely go along with that, but I also think your those last four games would almost become pre season friendlies, wouldn't they? And they would they would um, although a bit more spice in them than a friendly because some of those uh, who have we got? We've got um, you'd have Braintree, Cheshire, Welling. And uh, and Hungerford. So some of those will be looking for, you know, they'll be wanting to vie for for either playoffs or to escape escape the drop zone, you know, or to consolidate their position in the league. So they certainly won't be treating it as as a friendly game. Um, but for us, it's it's it'll be a good learning curve to try a few different things, you know. And considering we'll be going up a level to the next league, next season, all the extra game time and extra experimental time we can get, we should take and we should use. That's just in my my opinion. Um, because you're going to need it. It's going to be very, very different up there, you know, once you get up to the National League. We know that we've been there and we've done it before. 
Um, and as we know, we got very, very close with the playoff semi-finals. And just the way that it worked out, you know, we we were absolutely shattered, weren't we, by the time we got to that semi-final because of the, the the way that the uh, the way the playoff uh, process was 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 done. Um, it was never it was never in our favour because of the, where we finished in in the league position that we finished in. So so you know it um, it it, uh, it 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 was tough. I think um, you know I think we'd have to. You've got to make a balance. You've got to balance it. I think you've got to play your strongest teams you and you've got to go out with the intention to win and pay the opposition the respect. But I also think we should use that time perhaps to try a few different tactics, maybe try a plan B would be nice. Um, you know, and just try different ways of playing the game, different moves, different defensive styles. Um, without having the pressure on us that if it does go wrong, you know, it's not going to cost us. It's not going to cost us anything apart from uh, the, the, the closing the gap slightly. So there you go. So it's it's exciting stuff. The next few days, you know, two game, we've got these two games in quick succession on, on uh, Friday and Monday. And then we get the uh, the last three Saturdays um, and hopefully the last home game on the 29th of April against Hungerford, where the, the trophy will get formally handed over, will be a nice big party for everybody. And I'm not even sure whether I'm working on that one or not. Um, I hope I'm not. Anyway, uh, let's, let's, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, so let's talk about the weekend now. Let's talk, let's talk about the whole events of the, the, the game the leading up to the game, there was a bit of a fiasco there, um, and there were sort of tweets going on from from Damien and from the club, and which sort of contradicted what were coming out of Taunton's uh, Twitter feed and uh, their statements that they were making. So we went down, uh, members of the Fleet Trust that were going down for the weekend, and others, I guess, that travelled down for the weekend in their cars or whatever, and were making a weekend of it. We travelled down on the Friday. Now, we knew when we were travelling down that the weather wasn't great um, and we were told, you know, we, we were just discussing amongst ourselves saying there was going to be a pitch inspection and then it was formally announced that there would be a pitch inspection at 4.30 on Friday evening. And we were all sort of looking at each other and saying, mm-mm, doesn't look good, does it? Probably going to be called off. What are we going to do for the rest of the weekend? Oh, well, more more time in the pub. And um, anyway, we get down to Taunton and um, it was a bit of a pig of a journey, to be honest, with the traffic around the M25. Uh, but we got, we, you know, we got down there and the pitch inspection came. There was no real announcement as to whether it had passed or failed at the time. But there was, um, there was an announcement that a further pitch inspection is going to be held at 8am on the Saturday morning. And then followed a tweet which somebody showed me from Damien, oh no, from the, from Taunton, saying that, implying really that the, the, that the fleet had sort of pressured them, you know, they wanted to, it had failed, the, it had actually failed the, uh, the inspection, but the fleet had pressured them not to make a decision and, you know, um, pressured them into doing further inspections 
on the Saturday morning. Um, Damien actually went online on record to say that is completely untrue. We were not conferred with at all in any way, shape or form. So someone there was pushing the wind-up button, not sure who. Um, and then, of course, Saturday morning, 8 o'clock came and, uh, you know, again, there was no no decision apart from saying that it, a local referee had deemed the pitch to be playable. However, they were expecting 36 hours of cons- of heavy rainfall. You know, which that was from the night before. They were expecting a solid 36 hours of torrential rain. Well, you know, as I say, when, when we got up on that Saturday morning and got, you know, come out of a hotel room, went down for breakfast, etc., um, you, it was quite clear that there hadn't been hardly any rain overnight. So that was quite pleasing. It was a bit drizzly and there were the, the odd little, little shower during the morning. But certainly nothing to make us think at that point that this game will be called off or should be called off. Um, but it, we were all on sort of tenterhooks thinking, well, what about, you know, what about the poor supporters? The, the coach, I think, was leaving at 8 o'clock in the morning, Saturday. And the players' coach, I believe, was leaving around about the same sort of time. They've got to get down here. What happens if there's... Because the, the next inspection was scheduled for uh, 1.30pm, right? They've got to travel all the way down here and then wait for a decision and then possibly have to turn the coach around and go back. Absolute nightmare. Thankfully, that didn't happen. And thankfully, the uh, the the, uh, the match day uh, referee deemed it playable. And it was quite clear when you got to the ground, it was completely playable. Look, it was heavy, of course it was. The grass was long as well. Um, but it was playable. You know, if people can't play a game of football in that, then they shouldn't be playing football, to be honest. Um, but, it, you know, and it had an effect on the game. It slowed it slowed everything down. It, it, it took away Fleet's style of play, you know, the ball to feet and the quite fast move uh, passing game. But it didn't, you know, in the, in the end, it didn't matter. We, we, got the, we got the win. We got the three points. So that was that. But, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, it's a funny old place, Taunton, you know. It had everything uh, that you could possibly wish for. And it, which brings me sort of to the next point, is food, right? During life, you have experiences with food, don't you, that are either good or very bad. And I have to say that this weekend was very bad because not only... This is what I couldn't get, right? Not only... So the game was, was on, but <clears throat> when we got to the ground, there was a sign outside saying there are limited food options. And that was quite obvious because they didn't expect the game to go ahead, which tells me they didn't plan for the game to go ahead. They planned all along for that game not to happen, which I really don't understand why that was. But when we got to the ground and you get inside it, not only was there no food, you know, or or limited food. In fact, I didn't see anywhere selling food. I saw a few people walking around eating some bits, but... I didn't see a burger bar or anything like that. Um, but even the bar, the bar area was, was uh, it, had, it had nothing. It had hardly anything there. And by half time, all the lager had gone. Um, it was pretty poor planning, if you ask me. Uh, not, uh, not a good advert for the club because you should prepare to play, not prepare not to play. Do you understand? Do you know what I mean? 
you don't, pre- you know, if you're running a business, you don't plan not to have any customers. You plan to have customers and you stock your shelves up or you stock your, your, your product that you're selling. You make sure there's plenty there because you never know. You just never know. But not only that, with food, here's a little story. Oh, my God. There's quite a lot of Indian restaurants in, uh, in Taunton. And uh, we decided on the Saturday night, after the football, we come out of the ground, we abandoned our plans to, uh, to go back to the hotel and change because, you know, we've been, on, we've been drinking all day pretty much. So we thought, should we just stay in Taunton and, uh, you know, have a few more beers, have something to eat, we'll have a nice Indian. And we found this Indian called the Bayleaf, called the Bayleaf. And we, there was uh, 12 of us, went along there, went in. We were the only people in there when we arrived. There was no one, no other customers in there. And we, we, we went in and uh, were shown, taken to the back part of the, of the building and sort of down some steps into the, into the, into the lower part of, of the restaurant, which absolutely stunk of damp when I first got in there. And we were squeezed in this little sort of room area and I, even at that point, I thought, mm, I don't think this is going to be very nice, you know? But anyway, so we start looking at the menus and uh, they come round first of all, say, would you like to order some drinks? Yes, please, we would. Can we get, I don't know, uh, whether it was 11 or, I believe it was 11, um, 11 pints of draft Cobra. Uh, one Coke and something else, right? Or one, uh, and one, one Coke. And can we get some poppadoms? Blah, blah, blah. Off, it, off the way it goes. Comes back a few minutes later, several minutes later, with four pints of Cobra. Puts them down. Nothing, nothing is said. We think, you know, he's gone... Back with the tray, he's going to come back and bring the other uh, seven out with him. But no, he doesn't. Then someone comes out with the menu, says, can I take your orders, please? And we all go round the table and we order our food and uh, and we wait. And and then eventually as the waiter's coming through again, we uh, we asked him, excuse me, could you tell us, uh, we ordered we ordered more beer than this, you've only bought four? Oh dear, not to worry. He said, I'm sorry. He said, It'll be, they'll be here in a minute. He's just gone up the supermarket to buy some. Didn't know you could buy draft beer in a supermarket. But anyway, so he'd gone, they, they, they only had four bottles of beer in the, in the, um, in the restaurant. Okay. So that's now number two. The damp. Oh, it's number three. It's the damp. The wait without any explanations. Now we've been told that they've got to go to the supermarket to buy the beer. Then another party comes in. Another lot of Epsleet fans, actually. They go to another part of the restaurant. There's probably about 10 of them, 10, 12 of them. I'm not sure how many there was. They're taken to the front of the restaurant. We, we can't see them, but we know they're there. And we uh, the, we eat our poppadoms and we have a chat. 
the beers never arrive. Um, and we wait. And we wait. And we wait. And then we see him bringing little pots of food out to the front. Bowls of rice. Main dishes. Like, what's going on? Where's our, where's our food? And we left it, and we left it, and we left it. Well, to cut our story short, hour and a half we were waiting. And none of the food arrived. <laughs> so, um... We ended up um, asking the waiter, when's our food coming and where's the beer? And he said, oh, they did bring the beer, by the way, um, eventually. Um, and we said, well, you know, when's, when's the food coming? We've been waiting a nearly hour and a half. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, it's coming soon. Well, like, when's it coming, please? He said, soon, uh, 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, I'm not, I said, I'm, I've been waiting an hour and a half. I'm not waiting another 15 minutes. I said, well, you've already served another table over. So we decided to leave and we walked out. We paid for what we'd, uh, what we'd had. We paid for what we thought was a reasonable price for our beer and poppadoms. We didn't pay the full price, I must be honest. And as we left, the people that were from the from the fleet that were in the other part of the restaurant, it was quite clear that they were just finishing their meal. They had reached the end. So as we left, the waiter is chased like waiting for us, waving a piece of paper, saying, "You haven't paid for all. You haven't paid for everything. You owe me more money." Like and I said, "For what?" He said, "For you had you had eleven poppadom, eleven twenty-two poppadoms, and eleven beer, beers." Like, and I went, "Yeah, beers. You went to the supermarket for." And we waited hour and a half for food. I don't think so, pal. I said, take take what you've got there and uh, make the most of it. <laughs> and So we ended up that night uh, going to the Weatherspoons and having a burger in the Weatherspoons, which I have to say was cheaper, quicker and probably nicer than, uh, than that Indian restaurant. So if you're ever in Taunton, guys, avoid an Indian restaurant called... The bay leaf, okay? Unless you want to wait a long time for your food. So there you go. So so we did, the, the food wasn't um, a great uh, experience for us in Taunton, either in the ground or or in the um, in the in the town itself. Uh, what else happened? Oh yeah, yeah, we had uh, it all. We had it all really. Um, few beers in on the first night. Um, we had a mini uh, arm wrestling tournament, which was quite good fun um amongst well amongst a couple of fellas and and then on the saturday morning so there was a couple of fellas that were on our coach nice enough lads they were i can't remember their names um bumped into them saturday morning like said oh it was your night last night they said oh yeah it was all right until it all kicked off well apparently that got into town into taunton on the friday night and, uh, you know, a little bit boisterous, I guess. They were singing the Ebsfleet songs and what have you. And they were got into a bit of an altercation and to the point where a knife was produced uh, and um, waved around in front of one of our supporters, which is not good. It's not the best uh, advert for your club 
if there's anybody from Taunton listening to this, which I doubt there are, it's not a good it's not a good advert for your club or for your town. I have to say, we didn't see that anything like that. Um, where we went, we went to several pubs. We went to found a nice Irish bar called Molly's. If you're ever there, um, where we watched the Man City game, a few Guinnesses in there, and after the match, we found a pub just up the road. I can't think what that one was called, um, and they were ultra friendly in there, really, really friendly. So all in all, it was a good weekend. All in all. Take away the crap food um, and, you know, the reports of knives being produced, which, as I say, I never actually saw myself. Take that away. Take away the fiasco of the of, of Taunton appearingly trying to get the game postponed. Um, it was still a great weekend. And got home last night, tired, hungover, ready for bed, and um, I'm thinking, bring on the next one, because here we are, guys, we're almost at the end of the season, we've just got the five games to go, and and then the season is over, and the preparation starts for next season, and we go again against harder, faster, stronger opposition, so we need to be harder, faster, and stronger ourselves. Um, I'm sure we will be, you know. I look back on this season and I've moaned all the way through it, as of lots and lots of other people. It's very easy to be pessimistic when you see that we could be doing so much better, even despite the fact of how well we're doing. So, yeah, we're going to win this league. And we're going to win it by a comfortable majority. And we've got on these two fantastic runs where, you know, the, the run before Christmas, the dodgy period over Christmas, just before, over it and just after. And then this fantastic run that we've been on since Christmas. But you know what? With a critical eye, I look at that and I go, as great as this is, we could have done better. We could have done better. And I'm sure that Dennis, if he's totally honest with himself, and he probably wouldn't say it in public, but I'm sure if he's totally honest and he looks in the mirror and he looks back at at some of the games, some of the goals that we've conceded, I'm sure he'll say, yeah, we could defend better than this. Yeah, we could be physically stronger than this. Yeah, we do need... We do need a plan B for when teams come at us physically. And, you know, I think it's just those three. I think if they can if they can work on those three, obviously strengthen the squad during the close period, the close season, getting some, get a nice strong centre back, you know, a nice physically strong centre forward as well, maybe because and obviously let's not forget Bingham picked up an injury. He's out now for the rest of this season and probably for the start of next season as well. So you know something's going to need to be done there anyway. Um, but if we can address those three points, then we're we got a chance, haven't we, next season? We've certainly got a chance to consolidate. I think we're strong enough to consolidate anyway. 
Let's be pushing from day one now. Let them know who we are. Yeah, that's it, folks. I haven't got anything else to say. Just had a great weekend. It's been a great season. Um, I'm not going to be, as I say, at the game on Bank Holiday Friday. But I will be there on for the away game to Braintree on, on Bank Holiday Monday. So you, I'll, I may or may not do a podcast after that one. That's it. I'm out of here once again. Here we go. Up the fleet. Up the fleet.